0: You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Hardin, and today we're talking about taking care of your mind in marriage. In a little while, I will be joined by Julie and Thomas Hobby of Marriage Puzzle. I love their name and their description of why they're called Marriage Puzzle, three-nine couple, who is practical, going to give us a lot of tips about how we can keep our marriages strong and fun things we can do to get some mental wellness. And I'm looking so forward to that. I'm also looking forward to them because we've had the three-nine pairing on before, but it's a very common pairing, and this time we're going to see the three as a female and the nine as a male, which we haven't seen before. So we will investigate this together in a little while, but I'm so excited for a thinking episode. You know I'm a head type, and I love to investigate all things relationships and our brains. So I won't be all geeked out this time, I promise, but I do feel thankful that we get to try to bring a healthy mind, especially at the end of January, because this is the time of year when we all struggle the most seasonally and from darkness and shadows and all that we had left over from 2021 I know this year we are also adding to that the world has had covid and colds and sicknesses and so we have had a lot of storms brewing and then it's also tax season so Okay, I will stop right there because you guys are like, stop, I'm turning this podcast off. She's being the bearer of bad news and I can't take it. And she's a seven and she's supposed to be positive. Well, first of all, Let's break that barrier a little bit to say, even sevens have their rough days. And you guys know this, especially if you've been listening here for a while. But I also wanna tell you, we are going to bring good news to these storms because we know that we do not have to stay in them forever. We do understand though, that it's important that we look squarely at our lives, that we take a look at our emotions and that we lament and we grieve what we have to. And then we also release stress in our bodies and in our minds so that we can pull forward and move together well. In marriage and on this podcast, we like to say so that we'll glow or shine brighter together in the world. So as you know, we've been talking about, okay, taking good care of yourself this month with wellness, getting that self-preserving instinct really fired up and working well so that we can work together better in marriage and also then shape the world in healthier ways. That's really one of the main theories of Enneagram and Marriage that I love to promote here because I think that we have to not only balance but find direction. So love it. Julie and Thomas are going to help us in a little while with the relational aspect of thinking healthily. But before we get to that, I'll share a couple of announcements and then also a little bit about thinking just for yourself, for all types, whatever types you are. We are having a fun Valentine's conference for Enneagram and Marriage on February 8th. It's a Tuesday night, 7 to 9 p.m. You can Zoom with me and chat with others on my team who are going to be live with me. And I think we already have over 40 or 50 people registered, but I'm just looking forward to hanging. However many of you show, I will be there if there's two of us or if there's a hundred. I am excited and I cannot wait to just chat with you guys and share tips with you about how to glow brighter together I have some fun activities planned as well so I'm yeah I'm excited about that and it's a free event because I knew that everybody right now in this world needed something good that was totally free now the next thing I'm going to tell you about I've been sharing and that is my um my class for upcoming coaches and therapists and helpers and pastors and anyone who wants to help couples. And I have six bonuses attached this time, but you need to make sure you register by February 1st because class starts February 10th. And I want to make sure I get all your bonuses, everybody's bonuses squared away by the first. And I also want to make sure to open up conversations with you by then. So please sign up by February 1st if you want to become an Enneagram and Marriage certified coach or if you're a counselor who just wants to integrate it more in your practice or a lay person who wants to integrate Enneagram and Marriage on a much deeper level. We dive deep. I also know our deep dives are coming your way, and they should be here late January. So I can't wait for you to see that. And lastly, on this announcement mode, I want to tell you that our, our new website is up. We outgrew our old website, and it is time for something new and fun. And I was looking at the website critically, and what was so cool is that I had a website made about 10 or 15 years ago and I redesigned this one myself and I was like, oh my gosh, it's totally similar to that one from 10 or 15 years ago in terms of the essence. So I think I feel like as beautiful of a job as Olivia did on my last website. I really feel connected to this website and I really, isn't that funny? My techie head type talking that I feel connected to a website, but you know how I struggle with connection with people. But anyway, I'm working at it and I know you are too, wherever you stand. So if you visit Enneagraminmarriage.com, uh it'll be right there. And it's also under Enneagram in Your Marriage. So you can find it either way. But let's talk a little bit about just mental wellness first. I know that in my family of origin, mental wellness was Everything, because my parents had already suffered so much in terms of mental health by the time that they had me that they knew how important it was to take care of themselves. Both of my parents at various times took psychotropic medication and my mom's mental health was completely improved almost 100% because of her medication. Now, of course, they have better medications than they did 20 to 30 years ago to 40 years ago. So I wish she had had those But honestly... I'm really grateful that she had the meds. So I do wanna say, yes, some of you do not need any meds. Some of you need over-the-counter meds, but if you need a medication, do not let stigma take that from you. I literally had a good mom because of it. And I am so grateful that she found a wonderful psychiatrist and that was something my dad really credited her with as well. And our pastor a couple weeks ago at church said the same thing where I attend services And he said he is so thankful for his psychiatrist. And I'm just grateful when people can be honest about their struggles. Like, as you know, this podcast is like, we're all real. I don't know one person who has arrived fully. So I think that it's okay if you need to get checked up. This time of year is a little bit harder for most people. So try your various aspects of self-care. And if you're like, ow, I cannot get back up. I'm starting to fade out. I'm starting to disappear. I'm starting to not be able to get out of bed. These are times when you will go to your doctor and say, I need to just get in here and make sure I'm okay. So don't feel bad about that. Know that it has saved lots of lives. You can save your family's life if you're finding the right person. And I do want to add one more thing before we talk about other aspects. And that is that my mom had to work really hard to find a good titration because you don't want to mess around with people who don't know what they're talking about. So get a a really good referral about somebody who cares and spends time with their, their patients. So whether you're using integrative medicine or or acupuncture, or chiropractic, or going to a psychiatrist, or using a health and fitness tool otherwise, just make sure that you continue to try to reuptake so that you can have not only the best body care and emotional care, but also your mind so that you can choose what to think. And that is going to be, of course, what we hear from Thomas and Julie in terms of they're going to give you some strategies for thinking and through your marriage. But I just want to remind you that you do have choices for the thoughts you think. You don't always have choices about your feelings, but your thoughts tend to lead your feelings so that you can say, all right, you know, you're feeling sad, angry, scared, happy. What thoughts are going through your mind right now? And Then if you notice that the thoughts in your mind are really unhealthy thoughts and they're triggering you and they're just full of darkness and despair, then you can remind yourself of the beautiful truths in your life. And you might have to write this down. As you know, I have the Refresh Prayer Cycle at EnneagramAndMarriage.com. If you just go to my freebies tab on my menu, you can find it there. But you can also just write it down on a piece of paper at home and just get it out of your head or say it out loud in your car when you're noticing that your feelings are terrible and you're noticing that your thoughts are really unhealthy automatic thoughts. You can just take some time to say, I'm choosing now to remember X, Y, and Z, and they can be things that you're grateful for. And you may need even a list of 10 because you might say, I did remember X, Y, and Z and that didn't make me feel better. Or you might need a list of five or 10 things, and to go for a walk around the block. And you might need to switch your music because a lot of the time, Music has a great influence on us and it can be a for better or for worse kind of thing. Obviously, amazing shows like Dear Evan Hansen can bring out the ways that we need to deal with depression and anxiety in our world and just be such beautiful songs for emoting and and really just making sure that we are holding one another with love. But sometimes those kinds of songs might be depressive and heavy hearted and or if you're just having one of those ingrid michaelson oh my gosh my room feels wrong my bed won't fit you know these kinds of hard days and moments i'm not disclaiming them i definitely love my angsty music when i need it but what i really want to remind us of is when you need fun thoughts you want to bring out more joyful tunes. You wanna bring out more joyful thoughts. You wanna start getting activated in your bodies and you'll see that things start to change and shift. And it's gonna have to be that you find your rhythms. You're gonna be like, I know better than Krista what I like, and although I will tell you many people are finding Encanto music great. We don't talk about Bruno's been going around at our house a lot, and to increase your mental faculties, you can even memorize song lyrics, so that's one that we're all having fun memorizing me and my kids when we're doing our various rides around the house, and sometimes we just start dancing salsa, and and so we just have been having fun just dancing around the house sometimes. And I can go way serious. But when I get good music around, I go back into my seven and... I would argue that all of us have an inner seven that we all have access to joy. So I want you to find that seven this late January and and just bust a move out there and have fun with whatever your favorite songs are. And when you need your lamenting, it will be there for you. I promise. It will be waiting, as we heard from Elizabeth Bennett when we talked about emotions a couple of weeks ago. So those are my tips for you is allow the angst in, allow the lament in, but don't let it overtake you. Allow your thought life to control your emotional life and then bring music in, bring medicine in, bring body work in. But all of these things are going to be personal ways that you can keep your thought life healthier. As Wes and I are going through the Glow Relationship Planner, we have been trying to balance out all of the various head, heart and body This week, and I hope some of you are really sticking with it and enjoying this with me. I am loving hearing about it, and I'm also loving just seeing how we are lining up and getting our schedules together, and also really holding ourselves accountable to me affirming him with words of affirmation, him making sure to leave space for quality time together for me. And I also just love how this whole month's been about self-care. So if you're doing the planner with me, make sure that you take some time this week to balance and then also move into reflection next week. We'll be just reflecting on what went well and what didn't and making some shifts from there. So you're doing the light version of the planner, which is just listening here. I want you to be thinking about this as we're getting ready to wrap up January soon, or whenever you're listening. If you've been listening in order, then you know we're covering self care. So, anyway, great job to you for the work you've been doing. Do not let anyone discourage you and tell you that it's not amazing work and that you're not awesome for trying because so many people out there just are not doing that. They're doing other good things but they're not working on this replenishment and this is very healthy for you and your family and your marriage or even if you're not married it's healthy for you to be doing this. You'll need this whether you're married or not no matter what and then you can move into loving and serving so much better and with such passion and creativity that it's it's a beautiful thing and I love when I'm in that rhythm and of course we all have our tired moments so you have to watch for those and you have to sad girl autumn version here cry sometimes or you have to lay down and rest which is so hard for me but so healing so make sure that you are are doing your work And I am so excited to bring Julie and Thomas on. They are just, I see them giving a lot of very, very solid tips for couples. Very, very happy to bring them on. And I hope you love them and start to follow them too. Okay. Hi, Julie and Thomas. I'm so glad to have you on the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast today. Hi, how's it going? Thanks for having us. I know we're all just talking before this about how it's really fun to have other people helping couples with you because it can be a lonely space. So I love that. Not only do I see you guys out there doing this, I love following you on IG, but I also love that you guys have each other in this space. So cool. Absolutely.
1: We love working together and we love helping people together.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, I love seeing threes and nines work together. That is a dream place for a three and a nine couple. Shout out to all you out there who are this peering. When you do find this space, it's totally fine. If you don't, I don't work with my hubby, but I've seen this peering really like, it's almost like a life goal to work together. And they both feel that way. So seeing you guys do this, it makes me so curious. How did you guys meet? Tell us your story
2: yeah so we actually met right after high school and we met at a job together Uh, we both got hired at the same place and that's where we met so our whole entire relationship has been founded on the idea of working together and so you know we we worked together there Uh, a few years later we uh, moved away from florida to colorado and bought a business of the same location that we were working at previously and so we continued to work together and then that just really drove us even closer because we really had Mm -hmm. to just lean on each other to run that business and get it up and off the ground and um so so yeah it's just ever since we started our relationship we've just been you know working together like you said at at the top so
1: yeah we've been married for 15 years now and we have twin boys who are almost eight years old and then a two-year-old daughter Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, wow. How beautiful is all of that? It's, it's really fun for me to hear that you guys are finding that it's just one more step on the journey of working together. And not only that, that you guys have created such a a beautiful family together and that you're finding, man, just that lots of couples need help after 15 years, right? I mean, 12 years, I think is a really hard space for couples um, in most cases. And then by 15, you could still need help, but you're also now that you've crossed over that hard 12 year mark for most people, I think it kind of brings you to a new space of helping other couples. So I love hearing that not only do you have your podcast, but that you're also coaches.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually just told Julie a couple of days ago, I wish we would have thought got onto the podcast bandwagon 10 or 12 years ago when it first really started getting big or when it first really started coming out but we wouldn't have had anything to say because we would have only been married for two or three years at that point and we wouldn't have had the experience ourselves to be able to to help anybody else and so that that long process for us uh, has, has really helped us to get to a point where we feel comfortable trying to put things out there to help people out yeah. yeah, but
1: Right at that 15 mark, um, we went through a lot at seven years and we've mm. actually, as we became marriage coaches, have found that people wait six years. That's the average research. They wait six years, whether they're struggling or just unhappy, they wait six years to reach out for help. And so, you know, that was kind of like our seven years was a real turning point where we had to lean into each other and so looking back it's like if people could come alongside you know a lot sooner than those six years of struggle and we call ourselves coaches because we want to do you know life with them and and have that accountability way before a marriage is falling apart Mm -hmm. just giving tools and exercises to make the marriage even if it is good just even better
0: I love that, that you guys are marriage crisis prevention specialists. And that is different from me because I've been working with couples since I was a baby, basically, and always have enjoyed already working with them after the problems are pretty bad. <laughs> so we're all different. And I love that our audience gets a taste of not only somebody who has this prevention aspect, but also somebody who, um, who is wise. And I think that there's something to be said for that that kind of a wisdom, because I know that when I was 24 giving advice and nothing against 24 year olds giving advice, I just didn't have that oak tree kind of. Bark on me. There wasn't as many years of development um, of understanding just aging and how that changes the dynamics. So I'm, I think we're all blessed to be in this field where even as we age into retirement years, we're going to learn new things, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: So tell me because I know a lot of us are used to listening to the three nine pairing being the three is the male, the female is the nine, and uh, we even had Dr. Morgan Cutlip from My Love thinks talking about that to us. But what we're really curious about is a your pairing and how it works, and b tell us a little bit more about even just those dynamics of maybe a more assertive female three working with maybe uh, a bit more of a withdrawing type as a nine.
2: Yeah, so when, when we aren't together, uh, or working together, or at least spending a lot of time together, um, we'll naturally tend to gravitate towards the unhealthy parts, mm-hmm. unhealthier parts of our types. Um, and a lot of times that I'll, I'll f- end up facing problems with, uh, resistance, uh, with passive resistance, um, instead of, you know, head on, like I know I can, uh, I'll just kind of sink back into that, uh, that type. Um, and, uh, I'll naturally have some trouble taking some decisive action. And I think a lot of that is because, you know, my wife is that more dominant type that, you know, I'll just kind of step a little bit to the side and say, okay, you go, I know you can handle this better than I can. And -hmm. so I think that's just my natural tendency. Um, when, when we are spending that time apart, when we come together, then we kind of tend to balance each other out a little more
1: yeah so same with mine like when i'm in an unhealthy rhythm i can come across as insensitive or overly competitive and and i'm just really intolerant of failure so you know if thomas isn't being assertive like i'm mad at him so I'll then i'll just dominate this bad spiral um and you know and of course i don't like failing myself um so it's kind of more of that's where i become more dominant of. You know then i'll just do it myself and then that's kind of out of balance of how even god's created us to be to be submissive, submissive to our husbands and so we've done a lot of um soul searching and work in our marriage to help balance out our pairings to be in the the healthy state because we realize when something spins one of us into that unhealthier version of ourselves it makes our relationship off balance you know which then causes Collateral damage in our family and in our work and our businesses. Mm -hmm.
0: So when
1: you sense things are out of order from even just
0: creation, you know we've talked even on this podcast a lot about how sometimes there's this leveling, like some some criminal comes to the door, and it's you know typically there's the sense of female needing the covering of a male. She may be nursing a baby. She she may need to be in hiding, and there's a sense of. God knows what he's doing. But then when you're like out of order with that, and some people say, no, no, I'm the one who goes to the door as the female. So I'm not judging that. I think that's beautiful too. But I also like how you guys are saying, we do want to find some of the natural rhythm out there of the male and females, even species, or even in our faith that we are following that. And I adore the way you guys are being honest and vulnerable. Um, Just because a lot of people aren't on podcasts, they're like, oh, we're perfect. So something about this podcast that I really, really, really believe in is that we're authentic. Like we are coaches, we are working at our work. So thank you for sharing that. (laughs) So tell me some of the greatest parts about the three, nine pairing. And you already gave us a hint for that too, when you talked about how you're so good at working together.
1: Yeah, actually that's um, like Thomas said, that's our, that's our sweet spot. And um, Uh so we, uh, owned a business together like a franchise um, and then when we sold that we actually worked for the same organization together we like to follow and do we you know uh, yeah. stay together and we worked there for for years but then we came um to a point where the leadership sat us down and said you know you actually have some of the same strengths in our work environment at this organization so we'd be we were running in the same lane and they were coming to mm-hmm. a point where they said you know one of you can stay but one of you has to go and because we don't have you know jobs then for both of you and i think that's where we saw you know the the real uh three three for myself and nine for thomas like he is the the caring husband said i'll gladly step away for my wife to succeed i'm like what (laughs) um but that seemed like an easy choice for you even though it was Hard on our family, but
2: yeah, it was definitely a hard season. Um, and that spun our family into a harder season over the next year or so because, like we said, working together is our sweet spot, whether it's owning a business together or just working at the same job together. That was our sweet spot. And so, (laughs) when we separated and we started spending that time separate, uh, that's when we started to get jobs. jobs, (laughs) Yeah, when we separated from working together, I went to a different job and she stayed at the same place it created this uh, just natural uh, unbalance in our lives. And so I was using my skills to the best of my ability at my job and she was using hers to the best of her ability at her job, but we know that we create that good balance for ourselves that we're a great team. Mm -hmm. And so when that happened and we were working at different places, it started to create that unbalance over the next year or so after that event. And uh, that's what started really taking a toll on our family. And you know, uh, my wife got, uh, pretty rough anxiety during that time. And, you know, we had to mm-hmm. just, you know, make a decision for our family and our life to, to make a change. And so, um, you know, Julie came home one day, I'm telling your story for you, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, she came home one day from work after a really tough day. And, you know, uh, she, she says that she was nervous about my reaction, right?
1: Yeah. Well, to put it in context, like being a three, I don't want to fail. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like letting people down. And mm-hmm. because, I stayed, I was able to continue to grow in the company. So then I became the breadwinner, like I mm-hmm. said, like there was a lot of pressure, self-pressure. I don't think Thomas put that on me, but, um, but it was like a year with maybe, like I said, I was operating in what an Enneagram three could be good at, but I don't feel like I was operating in the right setup that God's put in for our life and for our marriage. Yeah. And so, yes, I was nervous to come home and talk to you that day, but I really feel like God put that on my heart to, to bring it up, and I said, I think I'm gonna quit my job. <laughs> wow! And I'm like, I don't think this is working for me and working for us anymore. And um, again, Thomas, with his sweet, kind words, <laughs> as the, you know, the peacemaker, um, he looked me in the eyes and said, "You know, you're not defined by a number on your paycheck," mm-hmm. and that was so freeing, especially as a, as a three, um, that self-worth and, you know, that drive. I was just like, really? Like, mm-hmm. you're seeing me for who I am, not what I do? Um, wow. And that was another huge pivotal point in our own relationship.
2: Yeah, and, and you know, from that point, that that was kind of the the, the linchpin for us, you know, in our, in our family, we had got, that was the, up to that point was probably, that conversation was probably, uh, when it had gotten the worst for our family, for our jobs and and things like that. And once that conversation happened and we just felt free to make the change, everything else just kind of started falling back in line. So we had to find what that issue was and we had to prune it out of our lives. And once we did that, it really allowed us to start getting back to balance again. A lot of doors started opening up for us and, you know, to, to then launch this podcast and marriage coaching and and things like that that never would have been opened had we just kind of stayed on the grind and, and kept doing what we were doing.
0: Right. And I think that's really brave and hard. And I do see a lot of threes who go to that. As you know, your boss was observant to be able to say, I see the three, six, nine pattern for pattern, basically for both of you guys with your arrow work. Um, and yet when a three, uh, is really well-known people understand that if they're not in their health, they do have a lot of anxiety in their six space. So it's really cool, Thomas, that you were there for her to say, Hey, I'm right here. And even if, uh, we, we did some things that weren't in our best interest, we were doing our best at the time. We thought it was the right thing for our family. I think we do a lot of shifts like that. Sometimes it brings a woman to work as it did in our family. Um, I think sometimes it brings a woman away from work and it depends on where your scars are. Cause my husband had a scar of I'm a type one and nobody's helping me. So when I came to work as a, we- a female I even had Christian coaches say, you're not supposed to work. You're a female. And I'm like, my husband wants me to work. I like working. So I think it's really per couple as well um, to be able to walk through and to be brave to say, do you love me if I really am authentic with who I am? And I think that my husband got to be safe with me. I think Julie got to be safe with you, Thomas, and say, like. And in my core, I'm not supposed to do this. So and that's really must have been hard for you as a three, Julie.
1: It was really, really hard. Um, like like Thomas said, I still remember that day. I think it will be, you know, ingrained in my mind. But it just set us into, you know, like you said, such freedom and blessings. And I think that just like you know, leaning into our glow and like everything in our natural pairing, um, it was the right thing thing to do. Um, that just kind of slingshotted us into our, our future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your future together, Exactly. But whereas
0: we only work together. Like my husband sometimes does psychiatric work for some of my clients. Um, that's the way we work, but we're different. And you guys are like, no, when we're really slingshotted in, it brought you not just out of work, but actually back into a healthy amount of work right. for you as a three, who's also working as a mother, of course, that's just part of the journey. I know today I had to be the one to take our kids to orthodontist appointments this morning. It's like one of the people is going to have to do these catch-alls. And a lot of the time it is the mother. Cause like I said earlier, she's nursing, she's doing all these things. So when, when that said and done, do you think that um, now you guys enjoy working a lot together and you have some flexibility for those extras?
2: Yeah, totally. I mean, the, the, the flexibility, is fantastic of course um but you know that's i would say that's just a byproduct benefit of the fact that we are back to working together and that's (laughs) our our primary sweet spot you know and 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 like we said you know working together or spending a lot of time together you know and so if if you're this pairing you're not working together like you said at the beginning of the call that's okay you know but as long as you get are getting that time together yes enough you know enough of it to um indulge yourselves on each other then uh i love that (laughs) That's, uh, that's, uh, you know, going to be great for you. And that's when you're going to be at your healthiest, at least I think for this pairing.
0: You're right. Thank you for re-emphasizing that. That is brilliant for this pairing. They need a lot of time together.
2: Right, right. And for us, that just... That really changed things for us. Once we were able to kind of get that togetherness to come back, and we were doing okay in our jobs separately, and you know things were fine. There was still some stress. It was the like you said, it was the best we could do at the time with the right. scenario we had available to right. us, um, and and we just worked through it. And uh, yeah, the the slingshot happened, and uh, now our relationship is. Probably the healthiest it's ever been, oh, um, because okay. we're we're back to this, and you know, um, uh, I don't know if it really applies, but from a, a spiritual perspective, we just took the stance of just having open hands through this whole scenario, yeah, so that yeah. you know, if if it wasn't meant to be, we just wouldn't try to hold on to it, and mm-hmm. you know, that that has really been great for us. I mean, I don't know how much that plays into the 3-9 uh, pair, but, you know, just as a, a generic uh, stance of life, it, yes. was, it was great for us to just say, have that symbolism to say, okay, we'll just let it go, and yeah. whatever comes, comes, and whatever, you know, needs to go, will go, and it worked out great for us. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, I was saying, we have a lot of fun together too. Like you're talking about being together. So mm-hmm. if you're not able to work with your spouse, because I also know probably different pairings who do not work well. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. a fight waiting to happen when they are mm-hmm. spending too much time <laughs> with Absolutely. their spouse. And so um, if it's a different pairing, we do have a lot of fun together. And I think that's something that we encourage all, you know, husband and wife continue to date continue to um go out without the kids so it's not just the well we have to work and i have to do all the kid things you know the errands and cooking and cleaning and we're we're together but that we had to be conscious to not just be like roommates living together mm-hmm. but actually keep working on our um you know having fun communicating outside of the just schedules and <laughs> business stuff um which now we have to subconsciously not talk about work when we're on a fun date and talk about our relationship and to get, you know, each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, again, whatever type you are, I would say make sure you're still having fun with your spouse and spending that quality time on a regular basis together.
0: I love that. That's a great reminder. And I do think it was for everybody there. Like you guys just said, like fun in your marriage is Everyone needs it and everyone's going to do it a little bit differently. So thank you. That just heads us right into our tips for couples. As you guys know, we're really talking with people about getting replenished before you start digging into the bigger conflict issues. So we have a whole month coming up soon of conflict episodes, but this is our month of replenishment. So I asked you guys to come up with some tips for threes, for nines, and just for everybody in in terms of. How can they get their thinking healthier? Because we've been talking about body work, we've been talking about, uh, and so there's some crossover. But we've also been talking about emotional health, and as you know, there's quite a bit of crossover there too. But I just love to hear from you guys on when we can get so cross and upset with our spouses, and our thoughts just go awry. Help us to come back if you guys can.
1: Been working on this this year. Of my, you know, first tip is to have like a devotion or you know self. Um, I want to say your self improvement, but <laughs> because we can go the wrong way there. But yeah. I do my devotions, I try to do my devotions in the morning before I get on social media so mm-hmm. that I'm not drawn by what others are, you know, thinking or what, you know, my status is as a three. Yeah. Um, really just setting my mindset in the right place every day, that positive um, spiritual mindset of who I am and not what I do. And yeah. so that's kind of my number one thing that I'm. Working on for, uh, for self-care and starting the day right with positivity.
0: Oh, that's a fantastic tip for people is before you get started on your day, take some time with God, take some time to reflect, get organized and get centered on what your your things to do are versus like, I have to do this because I'm just running or like you said, or I have to achieve. So that's a great tip.
1: Yeah, I used to just because, you know, smartphones now I used to roll over before I even got out of bed and I check my email and mm-hmm. see all the things waiting for me. And that was just then where my mind stayed and I never could God. get anything done, you know, fully done or accomplish my to-do list. And so changing that has been um, a hard habit to shift to. But that is now something that um i don't know i i've seen a change of my thought process so yeah I that's I mean,
2: before when that was happening that was really playing into your anxiety and mm. you weren't getting good sleep because you mm. would work yeah. until later later in the evening and then you'd already be kind of hyping yourself up for what's going to be in your inbox when you wake up the next morning. And so you wouldn't sleep well. And then you wake up and get right back to it. um, Because you're kind of already bracing yourself in your sleep for what's going to happen in your email inbox when you wake up. And so so yeah, I mean, it was this change has been great for you. And shutting down you know work at a certain time of the evening and um, and going back to that you know self-care, not I know in the evening, you don't necessarily do it with devotions but relaxing time in the evening. So you're kind of getting the start and end of your day mm-hmm. better than you were before.
1: Yeah, so at the evening, I like take a bath and you know, I have like a weighted blanket, like I kind of get in this like routine of unwinding yeah. before I get in bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yes, yeah, so, so my first tip was to start your day right and then two other quick ones are um i like getting my nails done which kind of leans into appearance and stuff of a three oh, but okay. um, but and i can do one myself you know that but even just going to the nail salon i think helps turn my mind off of work and it's more of like that self-care relaxing i'm doing this for me you know and how i feel um and so it kind of helps my that's like my nothing box. To help my brain shut off because mm-hmm. if it's my nails, I can't check my phone or you know do emails yeah. or multitask. So, um, so yeah, do something like spa day or <laughs> um, for you. And then another thing I've been focusing on is really just being more intentional with my in-person relationships. So I like getting coffee with the close friend like that you know I work on listening with no agenda. You know, mm-hmm. and then also as I open up, not you know. I don't have anything to prove or something. So having, um, there's a group of girlfriends I try to get together with once a month. And then, you know, I'm working on like one, one-on-one relationships to set aside. If it's on my calendar, I will be there just like a work appointment. So I'm really trying to put those relationship appointments on my calendar um, as well and get that unwind time.
0: Mm, man, those are fantastic tips for mental release and for true connection. So I really love that. I can't tell you how many threes struggle with sleep. Mm -hmm. So that alone of going to bed with intention, with less anxiety, waking up with less anxiety, and then adding in some mindless tasks through the day, even if you have to trick yourself of Hey, you know what? I'm not going to have any use of my phone because my hands are tied up. That's fine. I want people to work with the routes that they can. I love that, in fact. And then I just also love how you're making space for vulnerability. So those are great tips for anyone of all types. And, and also, of course, threes listening. And then how about you, Thomas?
2: Yeah. So um, my first one, I'm I'm the nine in our relationship and um, my first tip was to do something that you enjoy for yourself each day. Um, now I say this with a little bit of a caveat. Uh, one of the areas that we, uh, uh, focus on in coaching is financial. Um, you know, that was a big part of our story is just the financial aspect that, that really, uh, was a big defining moment in our story at about year seven, mm-hmm. eight in our marriage. But, um, so that's really got a, a soft spot for us in, in our hearts mm-hmm. towards other marriages. Uh, so I say, you know, um, do something that you enjoy for yourself each day with a little bit of a caveat to just be careful with your spending because, mm-hmm. I mean, you could, you if you're, I mean, I imagine it's, easy for ladies to go and, you know, mm-hmm. like purses and things like that. But for me it's like shoes. I could go buy shoes <laughs> yeah. all the time. That's and true. if he I go buy shoes, shoes
1: I do. <laughs> every day, yeah.
2: then that could cause problems for us financially. Mm-hmm. So so do something for yourself each day within reason that, you know, hopefully is free, but you know, like Julie said, she likes to go get her nails done, so make sure that's budgeted and if you're going to do that, that's totally fine. Maybe your thing is coffee. Just <laughs> just do it in, in, smart, wise with your with your spending, but something that you enjoy for yourself each day to have that time of relaxing or unwind for me uh my thing that i do i I like to play video games at the end of the night that's that's my thing and it's just i can get in a different world and just kind of let everything out and then i go to bed with nothing on my mind (laughs) so i'm I'm good to go so uh, that's that's me so just something for yourself each day that's my number one
0: Oh my gosh, that's really important. And I think it's important for spouses. And I, my mind wants to say wives, but I'm going to say spouses because some of us women are video gamers. Um, and so I think it's important that we remember if your spouse is a gamer, that they may really need that for their mental release. And that may be just part of their short, even though in your ideal mind, you never thought your adult spouse would be doing that. And it's like, we just have to realize we're a new generation. Like we enjoyed video games as kids. We still like them today. And it's also a mental release. And then that's a distinguishment, as you said, from somebody who's just going into their budget and smashing it or somebody who's playing video games all day, 24 seven. So I like how you're reminding everybody though, you do need something. Um, and I like how you also know that three six is nines. And then I would say sevens, twos, eights. Many of us really do enjoy spending money. Um, and materials. So it's nice that you remind us. And I know this about you guys that you love to help people with their financials. So helping them to keep on budget. So smart. Um, What other tips do you have?
2: Yeah. So my uh, second one is to know your love language. And if you, uh, mm-hmm. if you don't know your love language, go check out the five love languages book or just go take their quiz. It's free on their website. Um, and, but know your own personal love language and be able to communicate to your spouse how they can fill your tank in that way. Uh, mm-hmm. Because you know, mine is gifts and my wife's is words of affirmation. And I really struggle with giving, filling her tank with words of affirmation because I'm a zero in words of affirmation. (laughs) And so it's really really hard for me. So I really have to work at it to try and get better. And so she's Mm -hmm. communicated to me some ways that can help me to uh, fill her tank in that way and vice versa. And so Mm -hmm. just being able to communicate to your spouse to make it easy for them to fill your tank. So, you know, saying, not making them guess about, okay, Am I doing this right? Am I getting you the right gift if you're a, a gifts person? Am, am I saying the right words? Do you, Do you want written words? You know, just kind of telling them what means the most to you, so that they can fill your tank. If you make it easy on them, they're gonna fill your tank for sure. So,
1: um,
2: that's that's my second one. And then uh, my last one is just do some type of movement or exercise to clear your mind. Um, you know, this this can be every day. It can be a couple times a week, kind of whatever your uh, level is. Uh, for me, I like to play basketball with my kids outside uh it's just kind of focusing on them getting that one-on-one time but also just kind of forgetting that anything else is happening in the world um and then uh, you know sometimes we'll just go for a walk and talk and Mm -hmm. uh i like i I kind of enjoy mowing the yard it's that peaceful (laughs) time that i get that's just something i can do with you know only the noise of the lawnmower happening. And so, um, you know, it's it, it, just a few things that you can do with, by yourself or with someone else even that will just kind of help you forget about the world around you and just clear your mind um, and just focus on what's what the true priorities are in life.
0: Hmm. Beautiful, and I think that's your one wing. Also, a lot of ones love to, to get out there to bring order, to bring beauty. And I'm really happy that you also, in your number two tip, reminded us how we can make it less confusing and less of a puzzle. Um, we can solve the puzzle, like your wonderful name suggests. That instead of all of this mental uh, gaming in in terms of just I don't know what to do, let me try this chess move, let me try this one, it's spelling it out for everybody. It's saying. This is what I like. We all know it. This is what gives me my Zen. And um, I think it's very nine of you to say, look, I mean, words, I already know we're all equal. I already give out of love. I don't need you to fill me up in that way because I already, I'm healthy enough to know that I'm special and I matter and I take time for myself each day and I'm in my power. That's a really good action step for a nine but also then to say, but I do still have something. I am still important and worthy, and I really like gifts. Um, So Julie knows that. And then of course we know already what she said is for her, really just hearing these affirming words fills her so much. And my husband has a one, three, six tri-type. He's Mm -hmm. the same way. So I'm really happy that you know one another's love language. I want everyone out there to listen. Sometimes recently a Um, uh, a client and I were talking and we said for some people, when they're highly stimulated, they even have a six love language of just time alone in the quiet. So whatever it is, even if it's not one of the five, I love all of your tips to really help us to be out there. And even just you adding physical, like, oh my gosh, how cool that you feel relieved mentally when you hang out with your kids and play basketball. Wow. Well, you guys have so many gifts to share with the world about marriage. And I know that because I've listened to your podcast. Um, Your New Year's episode was fantastic. I would love for you to tell us where we can find you so that others can connect with you too.
1: Sure. So our website is marriagepuzzle.com and just the name marriage puzzle came from, I mean, a confession. We don't really even like puzzles. (laughs) That's why our name came from it because, you know, you get you get a puzzle box. the the picture on the box looks beautiful, like a masterpiece, Mm -hmm. and then you open it up and you're like, this is a disaster. (laughs) This is a mess. (laughs) How do I figure out this puzzle? And um, you know, and so that's where we're like, this is like marriage. You know, a lot of facades or people put like their perfect family as this. You know, uh. Instagram picture the picture on the box so you open it up and there's just lots of pieces that you're trying to figure out or you know like our story we turned over puzzle pieces that we weren't expecting to, you know, Mm -hmm. find in in our life. And so that's really where the name came from, that we're trying to help marriages one puzzle piece at a time. And Mm -hmm. um, so check out marriagepuzzle.com for our podcast information um, and coaching, um, marriage coaching and financial coaching. And so also on Instagram and uh, other social platforms at marriage puzzle.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing your beautiful glow out there. We're so grateful to see not only people get healthy to figure out their puzzle pieces, but then I think the goal is to give out socially. So you gave out, you know, tips today so people could get replenished and then get in their marriage health and then give out socially. So thank you so much, you guys.
1: Yeah, thanks for all you're doing with Enneagram and with marriages.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Thanks. Okay. I'm so glad you got a chance to listen to Julie and Thomas. Those tips are making me so thankful and excited. I want to share them with Wes now and I'm really reinvigorated. So we're going to do a quick thinking exercise before you leave the episode to make sure as my sensation and perception teacher back in college used to teach us that the information would be properly stored. I want you to make sure you focus on one thing from today's episode that really spoke to you, that you really want to incorporate. And I want you to really picture yourself doing this thing so that you can get a sense for it really happening or if you're near a pen or pencil and don't don't write it down if you're driving but w- take some time to reflect and maybe even to write down what you're going to do to pull forward from this episode into a healthier stance so that you can continue to reflect your beautiful light into the world. So, okay, don't forget to follow Thomas and Julie at Marriage Puzzle. Don't forget to head over to see the new website at Enneagram and Marriage. And if you want to check out any of our events, make sure you do that. Also, this is the only time I'm teaching the Enneagram and Marriage certification course this year live. But I hope to see you at one of the events, and I can't wait to share more with you. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.